Welcome to Uncorked, another podcast brought to you by Team Corker. We are coming to the end of 2020. It is hard to believe, and it feels only appropriate that we get Seth back on the mic. It's been a few months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, welcome back to the show, Seth. Thanks so much, Steph. I really love these moments together. Oh, gosh. I love them, too, and I just forget that every time we're on Zoom or we're on a call, it's not being recorded. So I especially love if we have a recorded moment. <laughs> Well, and the reason why, and this is no secret, the reason I love these moments being recorded is because I don't think you realize how many sweet truth bombs you drop, moments of reflection, questions of pause, questions of curiosity, and I just drink them up. I'm so grateful to be hydrated by your curiosity, and I think it's it's such a gift, and as we wrap this year, this podcast was meant to be a bit of a reflection on on our goals, on the year that that it has been. And, you know, you and I have had some fun with goals this year. So I want to start with asking, what is your relationship with setting your own goals now in this moment in time in your life? Oh, gosh, it's such a good question. I definitely am one of those people that if you say goals, I maybe uh, like have stage fright. I, I mm. kind of like freak out and forget them all. So goals are very personal to me Mm. and it's not that I feel like I'll fail. I don't want to hide failure. I'm so good with failure because I know where failure is. There's so much learning. Mm. However, actually I'm a, such a stand for people having goals Mm. because it really relates to purpose for me. Mm. Okay. Now this is beautiful because I hear a little bit of oxymorons in this, in that they're personal and you want to take a stand. And so I'm wondering how do you create and declare your own goals while keeping them close enough to your heart that you feel like it's safe to go after them? Mm -hmm. Or how have you done that? Like, let's talk when you reflect back on this year. Yeah, it's a good question, Steph. If my goals are truly digested, thoughtful, I've worked through them, and I know that it's what I want, then I'm so happy sharing them. Mm. When they're kind of in the stage where I'm testing them out, that's when I keep them really close to me. Right. And you know, one goal may not be the goal. And it's, you know, when I share them with you, or when I share them with Peter, my husband, or some friends, family, then I'll hear it, I can hear how it lands. And then I build on it on that. And I go, yeah, that's actually not the goal, because this is my why behind it. Mm, Right. Okay. Now you coach people and you're in these conversations all the time, specifically about people fulfilling their purpose. And that obviously trickles back to goals. And so how do you have that conversation? What are you inspiring people to keep close or to share and, and to process? The first thing that we look at are like, we find a word that works for everyone. Mm. And sometimes the word goal doesn't work. So we start with desire, Mm. the path. Mm. What would you like to do? Sometimes Mm. do is it, or what have you longed for? What do you wish for? Right. What have you been too scared to declare? What will you regret? 
if you're on your deathbed, that, oh, oh, that one can release something so powerful. At the same time, if someone's not ready, like at one point I wasn't to go there, then it's what, if you have no regrets, what would you do? Right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) We just take a really big, deep breath. And I'm asking these questions and I, I'm just thinking of our dear friend Hero right now who would just say, oh, you just need to take a beat and take a breath because these are really great and big and perfect questions. And I think that surrounded by people that set goals, it's really easy to throw them around with great ease. And what I will share from my own perspective is that when the stakes feel higher, And I want to qualify that they're only my own personal stakes. It's not impacted or I'm not impacting anyone else. I turtle with my goals. I keep them under a shell. And what I know is that when people show me their goals from under their shell, I'm so inspired. I'm so curious and I'm so excited to know that sometimes before it's a goal, it's just a dream or it's a wish, as you say, it's an intention. And I think it's such an honor. And yet I know that I'm able to keep things under my shell. And if I didn't have any regrets, what would I declare? And if I was not scared, what goal would I tell you? And those are such big, great questions. That's a goal setting. That's a coaching session with you in and of itself. Most definitely. And you too, my friend, right? I can't hide my goals around you. You like pull them out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that comes to another point, which feels really important to share. So the purpose of this podcast is to riff together on the joys, on the truths, on the questions, on the journey of goals. And, you know, we come to the end of the year and we think our, you know, our goals are checked or not, and you're a failure, you're not. And I actually never care about the end goal. I just care about who we get to become along the way. And that is what feels so important to me personally, at least. And part of the journey is who do you share them with or who's part of the crew, your goal setting crew, your goal getting crew. And I wanted to ask you, who helps you not hide or who makes it safe to declare your wild dreams? And I ask that so that other people can look for those kinds of people in their lives as well. Mm -hmm. You know, along the way, I definitely learned who to share them with and who not to share them with and not because some people are better. It's just, I'm bringing it to the mindset book that I'm reading by Carol Dweck because it gives some really good nuggets for me to go, oh, that's it. There's a fixed mindset and there's a growth mindset in the world. And the growth mindset can see possibility, right? Can hold this vision that we don't know the unknown. Whereas sometimes a fixed mindset can be fearful of it. And that's, I'm not saying that right. I'm just one chapter in. So please excuse me if I've said that incorrectly, but that's my interpretation of it right now. And so I do share my goals when they can grow as an idea I actually don't have the experience here. So who can support me with getting this to fruition? Mm. Because a goal might just stick on a page until a community can wrap behind it to open a door to make it happen. Yeah. Or to call you and say, keep going. So you've done that for me, Steph, gosh, along the way. 
Peter does that for me all the time. My mom kept me on a path. Mm-hmm. My sisters, you know, there's friends. So I have a whole community of goal setters that we stay in it together. And I yeah. also by coaching people keeps me in my goals and keeps mm-hmm. growing. So I'm constantly talking about goals. Right. Yeah. It is very inspiring to be with a community that's up for the conversation and the conversation being, you know, the, the daily habits and the daily practice of being in that work, be it personal or be it habit changing. It is inspiring to be a part of a community like that. And it's so cool that, you know, you can speak so candidly about, I mean, I'm grateful to be a part of this. It makes a big difference when you work with people who support the conversation. It's really special to have family and close people. I will tell you because I know he's not going to listen. And it's the truth. My dad is someone who I actually wouldn't share goals with. He's so good at providing counter opinions. (laughs) And he's so good at telling me rightfully. So all of the reasons why that just might not work Steffi. And you know what I know is that I don't need to hear that. Mm I know that the critic in me is greater than any critic anyone else could possibly ever provide. And I have recognized that, I've said this before on the podcast, gravity is so real and we don't need our potential to be based on our past. And it's very hard for people that aren't in that practice of themselves to recognize that the potential that lies ahead is not predicated on the path that has got us to today. And sometimes in this growth mindset that you speak of, we have to see a path forward that might not connect to the path from where we've come from. I just imagine being on a paved road and all of a sudden it turns to gravel, And some people might be like, oh, the road was so paved and now it's bumpy. And I'm like, because that's the moment adventure arrived. And that's the moment that, you know, your fast race car, it doesn't work on a bumpy gravel road. You get to park the car and put on your boots and go for a hike. And I always think, you know, who do I want to go on a hike with? (laughs) That's, That's what I get excited about. So if the hike that leaves us, leads us home, we're all walking each other home. You made a really great point before we hit record. And that was who has been at home with you this year? What has COVID at home been like? And I want you to share with us some of that experience for you, Sess. And I'll do the same. Okay, good. (laughs) So I, I don't even know where to start. I have a space that I can close the door. I'm so (laughs) grateful for that. (laughs) And not because what's going on outside is bad or, you know, whatever, no, no word there. It's because I need to focus. Yes. I can do my laundry all day. If the kitchen's not clean, I can clean. I need to clean things before I can focus. So it's so nice to just close the door. The other thing is my kids, I'm not homeschooling them. You know, I'm an eight and a nine-year-old and they're going to school. And, you know, my daughter said yesterday, I wish COVID happened later because I'm really missing a lot of school. And that, (laughs) and her awareness blew me away, but also she's home. Bodhi's home, you know, they're home. And so being a parent working and maintaining my own balance and you know, being a home owner, I would say is 
there's benefits and I would say there's challenges for sure. Yeah. yeah. All in all, I'm grateful we're doing our best and I'm just going every day is a choice to just keep going. Right. Yeah. You said, how do you take care of yourself with all of, I mean, you have an eight and nine-year-old, you have two hamsters in the house. Yep. <laughs> you have a garden, you have a home. How do you take care of yourself among piles of laundry and dirty dishes? Yeah, great. And I haven't always. So it's mm. constantly like, oh, how do I take care of myself today? Okay. So if it's a choice of an afternoon coffee or carrots, apples, celery, putting it through a juicer, I'm choosing that. Right. If it's a choice of going for a walk around the block or staying in, I need to make a conscious choice to get out. Right. Stretching, I need to make that choice. The weekends, I don't fill them up with other things right now. I need to fill it up with at least two hours of what do I need? Hmm. I've taken baths and thanks to Clara Robert Oss, Peter has pulled a chai tea recipe for making chai on the stove. And that's a game changer. Oh, it does make your home smell pretty delicious, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah. I am on a soup making kick right now. And I was on a candle making kick and then I literally poured soy wax into every glass jar and vessel <laughs> that I that I had. And so now I'm making soup. And I couldn't agree more. I crave a closed door. I crave the focus of just being where I am. And that is my work to be where you are right now. You're working. So work. All in. All in. Door shut. Yet I have a little critter named Bernie. And he is the most wonderful fluff love ball that has entered my life during COVID. And it is a brilliant reminder that this dog is so in the moment and he craves play. And, you know, if it's time to play, you're just not doing anything else. He will hammer this glass door (laughs) until I'm sure the glass is about to shatter. And, (laughs) Oh gosh. And so it has caused me to say, you know, if you can't make candles on repeat, what can you do? And you can be so present when working and then so present when playing. Mm -hmm. And that's the beautiful thing. You can't multitask with a playful dog. You know, when he wants to play fetch, it's the only thing that matters. He's going to jump on your head until you throw that ball again. Yeah. I think that there's a distinction. It's almost like the compartmentalization and it comes back to goals because what I will say only for myself, and I welcome your thoughts here, the more focused I am and the less I try to multitask, the more congruent I feel with my purpose and my dharma which is always related to my goals and that seems to make a really big difference for me mm-hmm. you're a mother and I say that mothers know how to multitask like no other human being I know so before we close this can you just tell me your relationship with multitasking and your goals oh my gosh well For me, it's not really a battle of who wins, I would say, with kids. (laughs) It's respect. And so at a young age, I really did teach my kids that I matter Mm. and what I'm doing matters. And what 
you know, dad's doing matters. So if I'm working, they whisper. And mm-hmm. when I'm done working, I'm all into what we're doing, you know, chess, yeah. pick up sticks, <laughs> painting Dolly's faces. And also multitasking for me is being present in each moment, which I've learned from Danielle McEnagel, which is like monotasking. So if I can actually monotask and be present in each activity, I'm so much better at each task that I'm doing. And it's when I actually mess up is when I'm multitasking because it's too hard. Right. Oh, beautiful. Monotask laundry, and then I'll go monotask dinner. That could not be the more perfect segue to say that as we approach and look at what the goals are that have been 2020, and when we think about what is 2021, the power of monotasking for the next 16 days has never felt more relevant. Mm -hmm. Never, never. So power to monotasking. Love it. (laughs) We wrap every podcast with the same question and you know it, and it is what is making your heart beat faster, my friend. Well, today it was getting on this spin bike and listening to a rockin' playlist. (laughs) Sess and Peloton. I just love it. (laughs) Oh, gosh. How about for you, Steph? Well, you know what? I have to just give the credit to Bernie. Bernie was a 2020 goal, and there were so many unknowns about if he could make it home. And I think that training this puppy and being trained by this puppy is really making my heart beat when I don't want to scream at him. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh gosh. Well, thank you, Sess, for jumping on the mic. We're going to jump back on in early January. We have two episodes left of 2020 and here's to goal setting, getting monotasking and making them feel really juicy along the way. Mm. Thanks for having me, Steph. 